Good evening, everybody, and welcome. Tonight's class is titled The Four Worlds, Part 2. We're in Chapter 39, page 190, and we've been discussing how each world has a unique makeup, what happens in it, which souls are in it. Last week we discussed how the souls of a tzaddik, the nisham of a tzaddik, is in the world of Bria, the soul, the, the ruach of tzaddikim, and the nefesh of your average Jew, together with angels, is in the world of Yetzira. And we learned how there's a pillar that connects the world of Bria and Yetzira, the Gan Eden one to the other, and how the souls which are in Yetzira, the lower Gan Eden, could go to the higher Gan Eden on which two days? On Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, as we learned from last week's Torah. So on Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, the souls of the lower Gan Eden go to the higher Gan Eden. So I got an email with a question, and I want to share that question here. The question was, could I share who sent it? I got an email, I got an email. The question was, who decides which, which world your soul could go into? We learned that people that serve Hashem out of love and fear created by their mind have reached the level of Berea. The second world within the order of creation where that world shines forth the intellect of Hashem. People who serve Hashem out of a love and fear created from their emotions, their soul is in Yitzira. So the question that was asked is, who decides where you're able to achieve? Where your soul has the ability to go? Is it you? Like if you work really, really hard, can you create this love and fear through your intellect? Or is it something only Hashem decides ultimately what your ability is? <coughs> and what we're learning here actually is that this is something from Hashem. Not everybody, a tzaddik, a tzaddik has the ability to create this love and fear out of his intellect. Not everybody has that ability. Now try it out, maybe you're a tzaddik. I don't know who a tzaddik is, who is and is not a tzaddik, but not everybody has that ability. I know one tzaddik right here. The others you have to find for yourself. Obviously been talking to my in-laws. <laughs> So, Tanya now continues with the question. You know, we learned about this pillar. That pillar that connects the lower Gan Eden and higher Gan Eden. Aryeh, I hope you're going to join us. I'm listening to you. Okay. But you could come, you could see you live. I have to meet with Rabbi Mishlo. He's a good man, okay. <laughs> so, but I'm listening to you. These four levels tie in with Thank you. the levels of understanding of Scripture. I'm not sure. Shot Yeah, I hear. I, I, I'm not sure. So Tanya asks, we have this pillar that connects the lower and higher Gan Eden. However, only souls of humans are able to go from the lower to higher Gan Eden. An angel is not able to. This privilege to go to a higher world only applies to humans, not to angels. Why? Why is that? 
because of the intellect part, right? Because the angels don't use their intellect. They have a natural, it doesn't say they're like coyote. They have yes, true. Fear and uh, awe. So Gershon is pointing out that, they have, that they're led by their emotions. They're also two-dimensional and transitory in a way that humans are not. Humans are three-dimensional and uh, have the ability of free will that angels do not. So the second point is what we're going to stress here in Tanya, and that is free will. The angels are robots. When your robot does something good, you don't generally give him a prize. The human being has free <coughs> the human being has free choice. And every time he does something good, if you remember we learned previously in Tanya, he's causing the most incredible unity and elevation of God's energy. He's causing, causing these incredible elevations and things on high, and as a reward for that, for choosing good and not choosing bad, he has that ability to go from the lower to higher Ganesha. Let's see that inside page 190, bottom paragraph on the right hand column, yes. However, based upon what you have taught us previously, yeah. and, uh, Judaism does not accept, uh, accentuate the reward, Judaism accentuates doing God's will. Our focus, well that's, I think we'll get to that later on. Okay. As for the reason, that these souls, page 190, right-hand column, bottom paragraph, as for the reason that these souls merit to ascend higher than the angels, remember a soul that's in Yitzirah, which is the same world as the angels, is able on Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh to go in the pillar. Why? Why can he go even higher than an angel, even though their service has been with no more than natural fear and love, exactly like the angel? It is that through their fear and love, the sitra the cleep of the evil which was enclosed in their body was subdued, both in the realm of sorme ra, turning away from evil, by subjugating and breaking the passions, and in the realm of vase tov, as discussed earlier. So, when you go ahead and come to class now, when instead you could be celebrating in any way possible, so you have done something an angel can't do. You've made a decision. You've made your own choice. And that causes these cr tremendous, uh, um, um, this tremendous happiness on high. For they had the freedom to choose evil, God forbid. Yet they chose the good in order to subdue the sitra Thereby elevating the glory of the Holy One, blessed is He. Every time you go ahead and subdue the evil, you're elevating Hashem as the excellence of light that comes out of darkness, as discussed above. So, specifically, even though you see a pillar, the pillar does not apply to the angels. Rather, it only applies to the Ruach of Tadikim and other souls that reside there. Any questions? So now, we're going to get to what I think is one of the most incredible points that we're going to learn in this Peric, this chapter. And that is the difference when in every world you have the square box, which is the world. And you have the circular item, which is the sephirot inside of it. And as you see, the worlds don't connect one to another. 
You don't have that chain that's on top of each one of the worlds, connecting them. However, the Sephirot are all interrelated. And this is what we're going to learn now. That your soul resides in the world. But if you're lucky, and we'll talk more about this in chapter 40, if you're doing your service appropriately, your service of Hashem connects to the Sephirot. And the moment it connects to the Sephirot, it's chained back and sourced back all the way to Hashem Himself. That means the mere fact that you are here this moment, the holy energy you're creating by doing good, is not only going somewhere special, it is connecting at this moment with the essence of Hashem. Imagine if you have a king, and when you go ahead and do his will. He knows you're doing his will. He, he could be in his throne room. But it's as if he has a video camera that's showing him and connecting with him on a, on a very special level. We have many video cameras. We have video cameras watching people we don't like also. Let's see this inside. Page 119, left-hand column. However... This idea that your soul is in a lower is goes to a specific world, all this is concerned with the abode of the souls and their station. This that you're in a specific soul level is talking about your soul. But the Torah and service that you do are actually absorbed into the ten sefirot, which are a category of godliness. And with which the light of the angel of blessed is he unites itself in perfect unison. Let's see this inside. So you see how on the right hand column of each one of these worlds, let's take the bottom world, the world of Asiya, the lowest world, you have the circular item which says the Sephirot of Asiya. And inside of the well, let's take the Sephirot of Yitzira, which is easier as you'll see in a moment. It says you have the Sephirot of Yitzira which are highlighted by the emotions of chesed through yesod, and the Torah and divine service generated by natural fear and love reside here. The, the service of Hashem that was generated through love and fear, a natural love and fear, they are in the circular box. And they're going to be directly connected to Hashem as Tanius continues. In them are closed the ten sefirot of Atzilus. So in the ten sefirot of Yitzira, which is the third world, is closed the ten sefirot of Atzilus, the first world. And are completely united with them. While the ten sefirot of Atzilus are absolutely united with their emanator, the ain't so blessed is he. As you see that chain connecting Atzilus even to the blue box on top, even to the emanator, the blessed ain't so himself. The souls, on the other hand, are not absorbed into the godliness of the ten sefirot. But are stationed in the Hechalot, the palaces and abodes of Bria and Yitz, or Yitzira. That's why I put the box on the left. 
the chambers of Atsilos. So there's the chambers. And so the souls are in the chambers, the abodes, the palaces of Briar Yitzira. And they enjoy the revelation of the Shekhinah, the light of the Ein Sof, which is that, that shines there. So the Sephirot shine within the world. And within the Sephirot is united the tenth sphere of Briar Yitzira, the glow of their very Torah and service. So let's, I, please, please. Ask, ask if it's unclear, but let me try and repeat it back. You have, I'll try and make it a little more, a little more 3D. We have a world, we have a globe. Which world should we say this? Let's say this is which of the four worlds, call one out. Bria, the second world in the creation of the world. This is the world of Bria. Inside of this cup, so to speak, are the souls of tzaddikim that serve Hashem out of love and fear created by their intellect. That's within this cup. But what you don't see is the ten sefirot that are also within this world. The spiritual aspect, the, the ten sefirot in this world, that is a, so you have the receptacle, which is the world, the chambers, the palace, but then you have the energy within it. The energy of the ten sefirot are completely united in sourcing back to God Himself. However, the world, the vessel, that's already more of a separate entity. So the souls remain in the palace. They're not able to enter the godliness of the ten sefirot in, each, in their respective world. Though they get a revelation of, them, of those ten sefirot. Should I say that again? Say it again. Now the thing is, I, we, learn, we learn that to repeat ourselves means we're not doing a good job. I need to say it in a different way. Let me try and say it in a different way. Let's, we'll, we'll use Maisha Mendel's hat. Please pass me your hat. A little bigger will help us out. So here we have, let's imagine this is the. Let's make this a little more exciting. Dr. Malik, can I use your hat? Do you have, do you have a keep on you? Yeah, another hat, please. I need one more hat, please. Do we have one more hat? Do I have my hats? Good. Four hats, how exciting. Throw your hats in, good. And they're all upside down. And let's take the biggest one. This is the world of Atsilos. The second biggest one is Debria. And then Yitzira and Asiya. Okay, so we have Atsilos, Bria, Yitzira and Asiya. Four worlds. They're all receptacles. Should we do this even better? I need help. Let's do this even better. Okay. Who's willing to stand up? I need four people to please stand up. Four. Four people to please stand up. Garrison, if you could come right here. Now we're going to... You can't be holding anything else, though. Okay, Garrison, hold the hat high. Okay. Maisha Mendel, I want you to hold this. It has to be here, now, Garrison, the hat mm -hmm. has to be exactly parallel the all the hats. 
Good. You hold this hat here. Now hold it a little higher, Gershon, to make it easier. Dr. Malov, please. Right here. And um, Baruch, please, right here. Now, if you could please face the crowd, though. Doc, um, it, let's turn a little bit. We want everybody to be able to see. We have thousands of people watching. So let's please make sure. And you put this directly under. Good. Now, it's not parallel. It's, it, it, if I pour water through, it's not going to work. Okay. I'll pour my tea. We'll, we'll see if it's working. Okay. Now, we have ten sefirot. Okay, you like my beautiful ten sefirot? Your name, Gershon, is? Gershon. No. <laughs> Your name is Atsilos. Oh, no. Your name is? Uh, Bria. Bria. Don't tell anybody, uh, Rabbi Dice. This is uh, not for repetition. Atsilos Bria, what's your name? Um, Yitzira. What's your name? Asiya. Good. What's your name? Asiya. What's your name? Yesira. Asiya. Let's try and well, you have to say your name with the translation. Atsilos the emanator. Atsilut Sorry. Atsilus emanation. Atsilut emanation. Bria creation. Bria creation. Uh, Yitzira. Uh, formation. Formation. And Asiya. Action. Action. One more time, starting from the top. Atsilut emanation. Bria creation. Uh, Yitzira formation. Asiya action. Good. Now. We have four worlds, and into these worlds goes the ten sefirot. Now I want you to imagine that the ten sefirot are going, the reason I need one on top of the other is because it goes into Atsilos, it's distilled into Bria, gets distilled more into Yitzira, and distilled more into Asiya. Is that clear so far? Okay, uh, please don't punch a hole into my hand. Okay. Now, what we need to bear in mind here is, are you guys okay for a few more moments? Okay. What we need to bear in mind is, and that's what Tanya is telling us, the world is not the Sephiro. They're separate items. We have the world, and then we have the Sephiro inside of it. The world is a receptacle. They're, the good. And the souls within each world are only in the world. They have not connected to the Sephiro. One more point. I'm going, to really, I'm going to really test you guys. It's not possible. I want you to say Atsilus, Emanation, Sadik, Atsilus, Emanation, Chariots. Atsilus, Emanation, Chariots. Bria, Creation. Bria, Creation. Souls, um, Bria, Creation, and Nishama of Tzadikim. Okay, I'm just going to throw you guys off. My point I want to tell you is, in your world, the greatest tzaddikim are. In your world, the souls of the tzaddikim are. In your world, your average person is. The souls of an average person, when they pass away, are here. This is, this is the higher Ganeidin, this is the lower Ganeidin we were discussing. So now, to summarize the point we just learned. The point is that the ten sefirot, the moment you attach yourself to even the lowest level of the ten sefirot, you've touched the essence of Hashem. It's, you, you've gone straight, it's, it's one straight chord. Okay, thank you very much. Round of applause. Can we get a big round of applause for our beautiful and fantastic...
Yeah. Okay. Shouldn't we say hats off? Hats off. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> yes. Are, are you saying that the system begins with uh, Atsilu? No, Atsilus is Atsilus. Right, exactly. Hashem is the beginning of, of the system. Hashem yes. is is the whole system. Of course, but why doesn't Hashem begin at action? How can you do any of these things without action? Action starts at the top. Is you don't begin with building the house. You begin making the blueprints of the house. Okay. What is the connection between the ten sefer wrote and the four? worlds. I'm missing that. Within each of the four worlds are each of the, the ten sefirot, but they're distilled less and less as the worlds become lower and lower. That means the ten sefirot and atzilus are, the, are the sh sh at the sharpest they're, point possible. They're distributed among the... Well, what we learned is they're in each world, but they're highlighted by different ones different in each world. Do not the ten sefirot exist within each sefirot? Yes, if you want to get very detailed. Yes, yes. Do they exist where? Each of the, the ten sefirot have ten sefirot. Is there any way that you can make this more obscure? <laughs> okay, any... But more basha, did that perhaps give a little clarity? It really helps, but the thing that is bogging you down is Say that the people are not in the people are in the hats. They're in the world. They're in the palace. They're not they are, are not able to connect to the godliness within the palace. They enjoy the godliness, but they can't become a part of the godliness. So the spirits are just Hashem? They're they're only Everything is Hashem. The Sfirot are more pure godliness than the souls. I'm gonna I'm gonna trip over myself, but let, let me just say the words of Tanya, so I'll be I'll be I'll be clearest. The soul the souls are not able to connect to the ten Sfirot. They're able to enjoy it, but they can't connect to it. Yes. I was going to say the people that slash souls <coughs> are the implementers of the spherot? No, so the spherot, Hashem put the spherot in each world. We, with our Torah and mitzvahs in this world, allow them to shine even brighter. And actually, that is why I didn't conclude the, the last sentence of the top paragraph on page 192 right hand column. I didn't conclude it on purpose because I wanted to focus on it after we had a little clarity. Again, page 192 right hand column, last sentence of that paragraph. The reward of a commandment is a commandment itself. Anyone familiar with the Hebrew words of that, of that quote? Schar mitzvah mitzvah. It's a quote from Pirkei Avis. The reward of a commandment is a commandment itself, meaning this reward that the souls get in Gan Eden is not a create, it's not something that Hashem says, oh, you were nice, I'm going to give you $4. No. 
you created that reward yourself. When you went ahead and served Hashem with the fear and love created from your emotions, so you have gone ahead and made, the, made Hashem shine even brighter in the world of Yitzirah. And that is going to be, you're going to be able to enjoy what you, what you made happen in Gan Eden. A tzaddik that has served Hashem out of love and fear and intellectual love and fear. And thus made Hashem shine even brighter in Bria. His reward is the revelation of what he accomplished in, accomplished in Bria. Sechar mitzvah mitzvah, we, the reward of a mitzvah is the revelation of the mitzvah itself that you created. You see, people think, ah, so someone had a brainstorm and they say, you should have logical consequences today. Or I think, Hashem teaches us that when He created the world, the reward for your deed is the accomplishment of the good deed. Not that we're saying, oh, you're such a good guy, you, you had respect for someone else. The reward is that you were kind to someone else. That's not at all. We're saying there's a deep, deep reward, a very big reward. But the reward is enjoying what you have accomplished. You've accomplished tremendous, tremendous things with your good deed. I want, does that help answer what you were asking? Or those just going on a tangent, not related to anything? No, it's, like, it's related. <laughs> yeah, any questions? Please. Yes, Gary. I have one question, which is not exactly about this, but it kind of is. So you have these four worlds, and as you mentioned, it, it, it's all the, the souls of, of people that have passed on, right? <coughs> the, um, once they pass on, where their soul goes, yes. Okay. So, this is something that always bothers me <coughs> in general. <coughs> yes. Your life is just a little, your life in a physical body is just a little fraction. There's your soul before you come into this body, yeah. and the soul after you leave the body. Yep. So, it, so, so when we talk about these souls in these four worlds, we're talking about souls that before they were in a body and souls after they were. Or are the souls before they're in a body, are they like angels or something? No. Uh, let me see if I understand the question. I think what you're asking is that do the souls already have their place before they've come into this world? Is that, is well, that the question? Well, I guess my, my yes and no. Is, is there a difference in these four worlds where we, we have all these souls that are, have left the body? Are they in the same place as the souls who have yet to descend into a body? I don't know the answer. Or, I mean, or I'll tell you what I, think the, what I think the answer is. Based uh, on my learning, I'll tell you what I think, but I don't know. Of course. A soul, before it's come down, we learned previously in Tanya, is perfect. The soul, need, the soul doesn't come to this world to fix itself. We're next to Hashem's Kisei covered holy chair. It's, however, only by coming down here does it make Hashem so happy breaking the klipa and thus creating these revelations. 
So if what we've learned here is that you create your own reward by, by subduing the klipa and revealing God in this world, the soul before it's come down has not done that. And so it does not have the privilege of having this um, revelation. So it may not be that soul that has not yet come down yet may not even be in any of these worlds. That's what I'm thinking at the moment. Sure, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious uh, what yeah. people think. Yes. But we need to remember and I'm going to use this word, and I'm not talking about Buddhism, because we think, we hear a word and understand it cross-religiously and culturally, and it's not the case. There is a reincarnating process going on. The soul does not cycle through once. Hashem sends the soul, or parts of the soul, back down into the world through an individual. The soul could come down more than once into this world, that's a true point. Any other questions? Yes, Dr. Mallet. The, the ten sefirot, these are the, all, all the uh, circles that have the same sefirot? Correct. So then, then how are they different one from the other? Ah, so the same and not the same. In each world, the ten sefirot are more distilled. So, for example, and we're going to learn this momentarily, in Atsilos, the spherot are shining extremely, extremely strong. And a human being has no ability to even get close to that energy because it just would completely remove their physicality from them. The next world of Bria, that energy has already been distilled. So you have all the ten spherot, but they're not shining as hard. And when it comes to Yitzira, you have again all ten sphere, but it's even less revelation. And finally in Asiya, again, you have all ten, but it's been distilled even more. Did that help? Did that answer the question? Uh, one other question is, so why do the souls not have access in these different worlds? Why don't they have access to the sphere? Or do they? Yes. The souls... Why do the souls not have access? My understanding is that they are not completely... Let, let me try and say it like this. I'm being... I'm being because Morbaja had a similar question. Why do the souls not have access to the Tenth Sphere? This is my understanding. The Tenth Sphere are selfless. There's no, nothing else aside for Hashem. A soul is a being. Even a soul on the highest level, it's, a, it's an individual being. And that automatically separates it from the Ten Sefirot. Because again, the Ten Sefirot are directly sourced back to the essence of Hashem, where there's no place for a second being. I'm not saying a second being. I'm, when a soul in Gan Eden, we're not it's not that you're a haughty person. That's not at all what we're saying. <coughs> But we are saying that an angel is, in a sense, an individual being from Hashem. He has a certain feeling of separation. And a soul also has a certain feeling of separation, even if it's on a very high level. 
And the moment there's even that drop of a feeling of a separation, you've separated yourself from the from the sefirot. Did that help? So there, there's a separation, but there, there's still some kind of connection also? Well, the souls, we enjoy the revelation of the spherot in that level. So I'm, I'm, we're receiving the energy of the sun, but that doesn't mean I'm becoming one with the sun. In each world, these souls re receive the energy of the spherot in that world, but they're not becoming united with the energy to be able to say they're sourcing back to the essence of Hashem Himself. Yes, Doug. You had a question? No. Any other questions? Okay. <laughs> or one big question. Okay. Let's talk about the world of Atsilos. We haven't spoken much about the world of Atsilos. And here we're going to talk about the world of Atsilos. And we're going to discuss this point that it's just completely beyond us. And the only way that a, that a soul could access it is by letting go of as much of his individuality as possible. In other words, if you're going to try to access Atzilos through your understanding, it's impossible. We can't understand Hashem. The only way a tzaddik could access the, the world of Atzilos is by becoming a chariot to Hashem. Trying to let go of any individuality. Trying to say, I'm a chariot. What's a chariot? A chariot has no individual will. If you ever go and talk to the wagon, to your car, your car has no will. Aside, has no will. What is a car? It takes you where you want to go. So, a tzaddik that wants to try and access, access the level of atzilos would do that by being a chariot, trying to remove his entire will and just doing what Hashem wants because Hashem wants it. Let's see that inside. <clears throat> Page 192, right-hand column, the world of Atsilos, however, is beyond the intelligence, comprehension, and understanding, the Chachma Bin and Das, of a created intellect. Why? Because the Chachma Bin and Das, or the Ain Sof, blessed is he, are united with it, they're in perfect unity, a profound and wonderful unity within which it infinitely excels in degree and form, that which is found in the world of Bria. Dr. Mal, this is exactly to your point. In the world of Bria, we also have the ten sefirot. But as Tanya says, for in the latter they descended to give light by means of tzimtzum. In Bria, the ten sefirot have already been contracted. And therefore, they, we have the ability, or tzaddik has the ability to connect with those ten sefirot. However, the ten sefirot shining within Atsilos are so strong, there's no way to act. It's way above our comprehension. Why did the ten sefirot come through a con contraction to come into the world of Bria? So that created intellects should be able to receive from them Chabad, Chachma Bin Andas, to know God, and to understand and apprehend something of the light of the Ain't Sof, blessed is He, to the extent possible for created intellects, which are limited and finite, without their being dissolved in their existence and ceasing completely to exist as created beings, only to revert to their source and root, namely godliness itself. 
So Dr. Malav, you really led us into this point. <coughs> that the ten sefirot and natsilos are pure. They, there isn't a contraction on them. <laughs> and we can't connect to the essence of Hashem. You can't understand me, Hashem says. The ten sefirot and Bria have gone through a contraction with the intent to allow the human being to try and understand as much as it can understand. So, if the soul ever were to able, be able to understand, uh, say, the level of its silot, it would cease to exist and become... As an individual. Exactly. Exactly that point. You would, he would cease to exist as a created being. He would just go back to being one with Hashem, so like everything is. never could 100% understand. Correct. Correct. Yes. Uh, we can understand the world as we see it on its externals. That doesn't mean <coughs> we can understand the atmosphere or what exists through underneath, even though we understand fully what we perceive. Consequently, the more we delve into it, the more we understand underneath and above us to a greater degree of understanding and appreciation. It does not take away what we understood to begin with. And now on a different topic completely, um, I would like to bring up a specific. The rabbi who was praying during, I believe it was Yom Kippur, he transcended, fell into a stupor, and was not of this world for some time. Where was he? I'm not familiar with the story you're referring to. Okay, I'll see if I can get I a apologize. specific reference. Please. No, don't apologize. Uh, I expect you to know all things, but once in a while you're entitled. Let's conclude with this four more lines. This idea. It is this symptom that is the cause of the glow of Chabad of the Ein Sof, blessed is he, illuminating the souls in the world of Bria. The only way that souls in the world of Bria could enjoy some revelation of godliness is because there's been a revelation on it. There's been a, 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 um, a contraction on it. Let's talk about the sun. Right? We learn that there's, an ozo, there's protections from the sun. The only way we enjoy the sun is because of those protections. The only way that in Bria we could, in, we could have certain souls have a, a certain appreciation or enjoyment of Hashem is because of this contraction that exists between the world of Atzilus and Bria. So just to point out something here, between every world, there is a contraction. That's the difference between each world. So, for example, if we would maybe um, use the previous example of the hats, perhaps we would say, Atzilus is a wide hat. It's accepting more energy. Bria is a smaller hat. It can only accept less. Yitzira and Asi are even smaller and smaller. Only less and less energy is able to come through. Let's recap, and hopefully at least you'll leave here just a little bit confused and not tremendously confused. <laughs> so what did, we, what did we learn? We know that there's four worlds. And we learned 
that each of these worlds has the receptacle, the world, and the energy within it. The energy within it is completely godly and therefore is, com is able to source back and directly connect with the Blessed Ain't Self. The world itself are already a little bit of an individual and therefore are not interconnected. The souls that are there are also a little bit of an individual and therefore are not going to be able to unite with the Sefir itself. And we conclude now talking about Atsilos and saying how in Atsilos the highest of the four worlds, Hashem is shining almost in His complete glory. I say almost, because at the end of the day, Atzilus is a world. There is a contraction between Hashem and Atzilus. However, generally, when we learn Hasidus, when we learn Kabbalah, Atzilus is, we don't talk much about that um, contraction, because in a sense, as we've learned here, Atzilus is Hashem. The, the essence of Hashem, it's almost completely shining forth there. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Thank you Rabbi. Thank you.